what I want to do, I want to talk to you tonight about praying for our nation. And uh, you might say, well, yeah, we, 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 we're doing that often. But, but you know, I was just really uh, uh, sent something in my heart this week uh, about maybe going a different direction with praying for our nation than we usually do. You know, when someone thinks about praying for our nation, you know, that they would usually think about uh, certain verses or certain things to pray for. And, you know, we'll probably hit some of those things as well. But, but I, I believe tonight we're going to look at some of the things that you don't usually first think about when praying for the nation. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, dig into the Word of God and believe the Lord to give us some insight into what needs to be prayed for, what a nation needs. You know, I mean, th- that's a good place to start, you know, when, when the, how to pray for the nation. Well, what does a nation need? And uh, the, the Bible is very clear about that. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll see some things that I believe will be very, very uh, eye-opening to all of us tonight. Praise God. But uh, as we uh, discuss some of these things about uh, praying for our nation, one, one of the first things we see is that uh, we're praying for peace. Praying for peace. And an interesting thing we're going to look at right now is that when Israel... Uh, 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 was t- uh, the the children of Israel were taken captive, and uh, or actually you might actually the kingdom was already split at the time because uh, uh, you had the the northern kingdom of Israel and then the southern kingdom of Judah, but uh, uh, this was uh, what I'm about to read to you happened during the time of the Babylonian captivity, so this is a time where God's people aren't home. God's people aren't in the capital. God's people aren't, you know, in their own land. They're taken captive to a foreign land. But it's interesting to see how God told them to pray for that foreign land during the time when they were in the foreign land. So check that out. This is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 7. Speaking to the people that are captives. And it says, seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. Wow. Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. And though here's the, the case for us where uh, we've got uh, uh, many people that were born in the United States of America. You've got, I know we've got a lot of people in the house that were born elsewhere in the uh, other nations of the world, but have immigrated to the United States of America. But, but the thing is, is that thank God we're, we're, we're here uh, you know, uh, on uh, on our uh, um, currently, we're here on our own and not uh, as ones who were taken captive. Sad part of history is there are people who have been taken captive to come here, but thank the Lord that in this current generation, that 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 atrocity is, is uh, not taking place. You know, uh, it's not that it's not taking place in the world, but it's not taking place where people are coming here against their will. Thank God that uh, uh, the, that's the, uh, the, the rare circumstance and not the usual circumstance. People are coming here because they want to be here. 
But even in a place where people were taken captive, even in a place where they were uh, taken to a place that they did not want to go, God instructed them to seek the peace of that city and to pray to the Lord for it because the Lord said to them, in its peace, in this foreign city's peace, you will have peace. Well, I say to us tonight that if we're seeking the peace of our nation, seeking the peace of our state, seeking the peace of our city, wherever you may live, that when we pray to the Lord for it, if there's peace in the nation, if there's peace in the state, if there's peace in the city or town, that peace doesn't just belong to the city or the town or the state or the nation. It belongs to us too. Hallelujah. Amazing thing right there in the word of God. How else can we see in scripture that by praying for our nation, by praying for the leaders of a nation, that it affects our peace? Well, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, starting with verse 1, it says, Therefore, I exhort first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank the Lord that we have the opportunity by praying for our leaders, praying for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority, that we are setting ourselves up by doing so to be able to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. That's the power of praying for your nation, praying for the leaders of your nation. And that's not just praying for those that you voted for, you get that same benefit when you pray for the ones that you didn't vote for. Because here's the thing, God knows how to bless his people and how to get good things to his people uh, uh, one way or the other. You know, whether your guy's in office or your girl's in office or not, it doesn't matter. God's in office. <laughs> and God knows how to go ahead and get a peaceable life and a quiet life to you. But how does that happen? That happens by you following God's instruction of, first of all, God, uh, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. Amen. So uh, peace is something that you can benefit from as you pray for your nation. How about wise counsel? That, that's something that uh, we want to uh, pray that our nation, the leaders of our nation have wise counsel. Check this out. This is Psalm 33. We'll start with verse 10. Psalm 33, verse 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. 
Now it's interesting here that the counsel of the nations come to nothing, but the counsel of the Lord stands forever. So how to pray? We want to pray that the leaders of our nation are operating according to the counsel of the Lord. Because if they're operating to the counsel, according to the operating according to the counsel of the Lord, then they're in a position where the, there's a firm foundation and, and, and rather than uh, them being found to be fighting against God, they'll be found to be cooperating with God. And that's what we want. We want the leaders of our nation to be in a position where they're not fighting against him but cooperating with him. So we want to pray for uh, uh, the leaders of our nation to embrace not the counsel of one another or not the counsel of other nations or not the counsel of uh, this political party or that political party, but that they would embrace and that they would fully endorse the counsel of the Lord because it's his counsel that stands forever. And when that happens, truly you can say, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. Now, Proverbs eleven fourteen says this. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. Now, the New Living Translation of that says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. And ain't that a true statement? Without wise leadership, a nation falls. So what we want to do is we want to pray that, that, that our leaders have the wisdom of God and that they embrace the counsel of God and that they are, are not going out willy-nilly doing things, but they're surrounding themselves with a multitude of counselors. That's what we want our leaders to do because in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And when we say a multitude of counselors, we don't mean a bunch of yes men and yes women that are just going to go ahead and parrot back the same old thing to the leader. But we want people who are real counselors, who are actually hungry for truth, desirous for truth, are not going to go ahead and give certain canned answers because of party affiliation or anything like that, but they're going to go ahead and give answers based on truth, based on the reality of what's going on, uh, uh, based on the the actual real circumstances, and that uh, the, the counsel received by our leaders would not just be a bunch of yes, 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 but it would be real truthful counsel that could help to give a well-rounded idea of what's going on, a well-rounded view of the situation. You might have a leader who's fixed one way and can't see what's going on behind them, but with a multitude of counselors, you get the panoramic view of what's going on and can therefore make wise decisions. Woo-wee! Praise the Lord. We're praying this for our leaders. This is good stuff to pray for your leaders. I'll tell you, this is good stuff to pray for yourself too. Amen. Let's keep on going with this thought. Wise counsel. Well, how about we look at the one of whom the scripture says the government shall be upon his shoulders. How about we examine Jesus? What does the scripture say of this when it comes to Jesus? Isaiah 11, 1 through 2 
prophetic statement coming out of the prophet Isaiah. As a matter of fact, Isaiah is called by some the fifth gospel. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but Isaiah uh, in a book written 700 years before Christ speaks of the birth of Christ, the ministry of Christ, the sufferings of Christ, uh, the, 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 the future uh, reign of Christ with such vivid detail that, whoa, they got nicknamed the, the fifth gospel. So let's take a look at this. This is prophetic scripture, Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Jesse's David's father. This is talking about the Messiah, the son of David. What does it say about him? The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is what we want for our leaders. We want to pray for them to have the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and might. We want uh, to, to pray for them in this way because Jesus was not successful by accident. Jesus was not a successful leader by accident. Jesus was successful because he was anointed by the Spirit of God. As a matter of fact, the very message that he declared when he came was what he was anointed to do. He got into that synagogue there in his hometown of Nazareth, opened up the scroll and read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And then went and talked about what he was anointed to do. But part of that anointing is this right here. Wisdom and understanding, counsel and might. And we want the Spirit of God to be upon our leaders in this very way. Wisdom and understanding, counsel, the Spirit of counsel and might. How about this? We've got peace. We've got wise counsel. How about praying in regards to uh, the righteousness of our nation? The righteousness. Now, we as believers can, can understand this, that righteousness uh, is a free gift from God. Righteousness, uh, righteousness is not based on our works. Righteousness is a free gift that God gives to us. When we receive eternal life, we actually receive God's gift of righteousness. As the scripture says, he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Thank the Lord for that. However, when examining righteousness, you also have, uh, I'll put it to you like this, you got the root of righteousness and then you got the fruit of righteousness. So the root of righteousness is the new birth. The root of righteousness is when a person is born again. Amen. Now, when a person's born again, that's when they receive the free gift of righteousness. Their nature has changed. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. That's where the, the moment happens where what Peter describes, they become a partaker of the divine nature. Hallelujah. So that's the root of righteousness. But I got to tell you, if there's a root of something, there's surely got to be the fruit of something. 
And if you don't see the fruit of something, then you got good reason to question whether there's a root of something. Hey, are you with me on that? So uh, we're not just talking about the root of righteousness here, even though that's necessary. But where there's a root, there's also going to be a fruit. And so we're not just talking about righteousness as a free gift, but we're talking about how that free gift is expressed, what it looks like when what's on the inside shows up on the outside, what it looks like when a person who genuinely is righteous, having received the righteous free gift from our Heavenly Father, what does it look like when they act, when they say, when they do? Those are the fruits of righteousness, or you might say the works of righteousness. Amen. Now, let's take a look at some scripture here. What does this have to do with us as a nation? And what does this have to do with leaders? Well, Proverbs 14, 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So doing things right in the sight of God, having the root, And living and acting according to that root and producing the right fruit. That exalts a nation. Now, here's the thing. I'm a big believer that when we pray for our leaders, we need not just pray for them on the basis of uh, their policy or or, uh, their, their, their political record or anything like that. We need to, first of all, pray for them as the Father would have us pray for them, who is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. One of the first things that God wants, God wants everybody saved. God wants to plunder hell and populate heaven. Yeah, not everybody will be saved. Not everybody has been saved. Sad but true. But that does not do without the real heart of God that says, I desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. So when we're praying for our leaders, we want to pray for them if they have not already done so to receive God's free gift of righteousness. We want to pray, Lord, send some laborers their way. Send some laborers to the, the, the city hall. Send some laborers to the state house. Send some laborers to the White House. Send some laborers to, to the Capitol building. Send some laborers uh, uh, all throughout the land, wh- wherever there's leaders that need to be prayed for. The, the first priority is that these leaders of our nation would be righteous by their own experience because they've received the free gift of righteousness. They've become born again. God cares about these people. Now, I don't care what side they're on. God cares about them. God loves them. Jesus died for every one of them. And they've got an opportunity to go ahead and embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as uh, the, their Lord and their Savior, as the, the, their substitute, and receive eternal life. Glory to God. But then we're also praying not just for that root of righteousness to be in our leaders, but therefore that the result of that would be the fruit of righteousness in our nation. Glory to God. But you see, You know what comes first, so we need to pray for the root before we get the fruit. 
We need to pray for the spiritual condition of our leaders where people that are not born again would become born again. Because you can't have uh, an apple tree that's producing lemons. You know, there's just no way it's going to happen. The, 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 the nature of the tree is, is designed to produce apples and you want lemons. You know, that, that's not going to happen. If, if you, whatever the fruit is that you want, that root has to be there. That nature has to be there. And so the importance of people being born again can, cannot be underestimated. I, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I thought, when was the last time that I was praying for political officials, either on a local level or even on a national level, to be born again? That the Lord would send labors to them. That I would rebuke the God of this world who seeks to blind the minds of those that believe not so that the light of the gospel won't come through to them. And so that there challenges us to step up in a way of praying that we may not have been used to praying. Hallelujah. So righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs 29.2, is this important? You tell me. Proverbs 29.2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. So it is in our best interest as the citizens of the, uh, the United States of America, uh, the citizens of Rhode Island, the citizens of Massachusetts, whatever city and town you're from, to pray that our leaders would be righteous and not wicked. Because if the leaders are righteous, if those that are, that are in authority are righteous, the people rejoice. You got a wicked man ruling, you, you're going to have a whole lot of groaning going on. How about this? Isaiah 5, 20 through 21. Very significant portion of scripture. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Hey, 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 sounds like the time we're living in. Who put darkness for light, light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Next verse. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. This is why we want righteous people uh, to, uh, to go ahead and assume positions of authority. And this is why we want to pray for those who are in authority, if they've not yet received God's gift of righteousness, to receive it. Because then, when their eyes are open uh, to the Lord, rather than being wise in their own eyes, they're wise in the eyes of God. Rather than being prudent in their own sight, they're prudent in the sight of God. And then, as a result of that, rather than calling something good that's not good, they will have the clarity to be able to see because they would have received their spiritual vision and can clearly say, this is good, this is bad, and there's a line in between. And they won't look to the stuff that's bad and call it good. And they won't look to the stuff that's good and call it bad. Praise the Lord, somebody, hallelujah. Somebody who's righteous and has spiritual clarity is not going to go ahead and do what we see being done all over our nation and all over our world in this time in history. I mean, people are standing on top of their head and telling you you're upside down. 
Things are so crazy and backwards in the world we're living in today. If you, if you don't know, now you know. Pastor Ray just told you. <laughs> but I think you already figured it out. But thank God for the opportunity that we have in prayer. You, you know what? Here's the thing. If the church doesn't do this, who's going to do it? And then besides that, we have been commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of the words that he said that echo in my heart over and over and over again is these words, occupy until I come. Hmm, occupy until I come. That means that the church needs to continue to take ground and to be influential in this world until such a time where the church is no longer in the world. Hallelujah. And until that time, we need not be, I mean, thank God for heaven, but if, you, you, if you're too focused on heaven, you might forget you're still here. And you know, the old saying is, you don't want to be so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. And the flip side of that, you don't want to be so earthly minded, you know heavenly good. <laughs> but, but we want to be those who have our eyes on the prize, who as the scripture says, we're looking for that, that city that, that's built by God. Just like those before us, we're looking for that same city. But yet at the same time, knowing that we're here, knowing that we're in the world, that we have a job to do, and that's to occupy and to take territory for the kingdom of God, to take territory in prayer, and to be able to say, you have gone far enough and you will go no further. Take your authority in prayer, not dealing with people. Because here's the thing, when you get too mad at people, you have missed it. You get too mad at what a leader's saying, you missed it. Because here's the thing, what the real truth is, is that if you're getting mad as a righteous uh, 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 man or a righteous woman at what somebody's saying, uh, you know, who's in position of leadership, really, if it's your righteous anger being stirred up, what you're angry at is not the person, but the evil spirit that's influencing the person. And so you think, yeah, we need, just need to get rid of them, then we'll be all right. But the thing is, is that if, if that same spirit's operating through somebody else, then, then you got, you know, the same battle with a different person. But we need not to fight the war with carnal weapons, but we need to fight in the spirit, knowing that we're dealing with, with spirits. Now, if you deal with the spirit, and you've got somebody who refuses to stop listening or being under the influence of an evil spirit, that may be a different story. Well, Lord, they had a chance to listen. They didn't listen. Woo! Lord, let's go ahead and get them out. Vote them out. Do, do whatever we got to do. You know, thank God that we live in a nation where we've got the power of voting. But I got to tell you, there's something that's so important about how we pray that we're not just dealing with humans. But we're dealing with the battle as it is in the spirit because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, let's see. I know I'm not going to get through all of this tonight. But let's go ahead and try to wrap this up here with uh, Proverbs 28 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation if we got it. Yes, we do. When there is moral rot, Within a nation, its government topples easily. But wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I don't want my nation being toppled. 
That's why in my prayer life and in the way I live my life, I have the opportunity to take a stand against moral rot. Hallelujah. I have the opportunity with my vote as as a voter and you as a voter to be able to go ahead and say, all right, Lord, I want to go ahead and vote for the person who's going to go ahead and, and, and keep the moral rot out rather than let the moral rot in. Amen? If you love your nation, you'll do that. Otherwise, if you let moral rot in, it will uh, topple the government and it will do so easily. And how do you pray for your leaders? You pray for them to be wise and knowledgeable. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives all men liberally and upbraids on it, it will be given him. So when you ask God for wisdom for you, you say, thank you, Lord, that you give it freely to me. See, God's not stingy with his wisdom. He'll give it to anybody who's got a heart that's open to him. Hallelujah. And so what we want to do is we want to pray that in our leaders, that they would have an openness to wisdom and an openness to knowledge. Because wise and knowledgeable leaders bring what? Stability. Amen. We got a whole lot more we could cover on this, but this is a good point to cut off. And we're going to go ahead and pray. We're going to pray uh, for righteousness in our nation. Righteousness in our leaders. Are you ready? Let's go ahead and and, and take these things that we've seen in the word of God and pray. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for giving us the utterance in how to pray tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're praying for our leaders tonight. Lord, we realize the number one need they have, they need to be born again. Lord, we know that if they're not uh, born again, Lord, not only will they not be in the presence of God when they die, not only will they go to hell, but Lord, by being in an influential position and being in a position where many others may listen to them, they may bring others with them. That is not your will. It's not your heart because you don't desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Lord, we pray tonight for our leaders. Lord, from the White House, the the executive branch, all the administration, the the Biden-Harris administration, Lord, we pray for those that are in the... uh, the House and the, the Senate. Lord, Lord, we, we pray for the judges in our land. Lord, we pray for, for our governors. Lord, we pray for our uh, mayors, town council people. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that those who are not born again, Lord, we're praying for them. And you know what? You know where you live, what state you live in. Pray specifically, mention names to God. We're praying to the Lord of the harvest tonight to send laborers. 
Send laborers, Lord. Send laborers that would be able to minister the word. Lord, send counselors to them who would be able to go ahead and utter the word of the Lord. And Lord, whether they're close to the word of the Lord or far away from the word of the Lord, thank you, Father, that you are strategically setting people up in positions of influence, people that will have the ears of leaders that will be able to speak and minister the word of God to them. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that, that the, the God of this world, although he's longed to, to blind their minds and, and, and what a target he has on those who are influential and those who have a voice that will be heard by the, the thousands and the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands and the millions and the hundreds of millions. But Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that despite what target he has, we declare in the name of Jesus that that we are uh, taking authority over the, the, the God of this world who would seek to blind their minds and say in the name of Jesus that no more the line is drawn. And in the name of Jesus, we're, we're claiming them for the kingdom of God. We're, we're praying for the Lord of the harvest to go and, and, uh, and send laborers their way so that they'd hear the word of God. The seed would be planted. The seed would be watered. The seed would take root and grow fruit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray not just for righteous leaders, but Lord, uh, as, as we're praying for righteous leaders, Lord, that in our nation, that there would be policies that reflect righteousness. Policies that reflect righteousness. You know, I uh, was uh, talking with Pastor John the other day about something that's uh, uh, being... Uh, 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 being talked about in, in Washington, D.C., and something that's a hot topic right now called the Equality Act. And, uh, you know, you just hear the title of something like that, and you think, well, that sounds wonderful. But, uh, uh the, the real truth of the matter is that there's a, 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 a sinister agenda behind it that, that is really seeking to get the church to conform to, to things that are outside the word of God and outside the will of God. And it is absolutely not God's will for the church to bend and the church to compromise on things that are clear matters of right and wrong. And so, you know, if, if we're dealing with issues that are uh, just, you know, you could go this way or the other way with it, and it's not a clear matter of right and wrong, that's one thing. But when you're dealing with clear matters of right and wrong, we, we, we cannot just go ahead and, and roll with it. We need to take a stand in prayer against it. So we say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, any weapon that is posed against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe those weapons will not prosper. Any weapon that is posed against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to take a stand for righteousness, uh, the, the, the church's uh, uh, ability to go ahead and, and, and shine the light and to do so and, and, and to not compromise in any way. Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that the, the body of Christ is strong and will not cave in, will not cave in to compromise in any way. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to go ahead and rise and be strong in these times. Hallelujah.
And thank you, Lord. We pray that in our nation that there would be laws passed that are not unfavorable to the church, but that laws would be passed that are favorable to the church, that are favorable to the cause of, of, of speaking righteously, living righteously. And that anything that would come and challenge that, I thank you, Lord, it will not succeed and it will not fail. Like I said, and I want to make this clear to everybody, those who are here and those who are listening by a live stream, that if we're just dealing with a, a, an issue that, well, you know, some people have this opinion, some people have that opinion, you know, uh, that, that's one thing. We're not just dealing with something that is based on the... Um, uh, differing opinion. We're dealing with something that is a clear matter of Bible right and wrong. And when it comes to that, we, we cannot give an inch on that because uh, we, we would be doomed to compromise. If, if we were to go ahead and give in on something that God said is a non-negotiable truth, then we'd be in trouble. But thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that, that, that there would be a, a stay of that. Uh, that, that, that even though there are those who would like to see this implemented, we say in the name of Jesus, Lord, uh, uh, that, 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 that our, our faith is out there, our faith is released, that this will not be implemented, but Father, that the church would be able to continue to function in the way it's functioning without this kind of pressure and without this kind of potential persecution hallelujah we thank you lord for it thank you lord for righteous roots and righteous fruit glory to god in our government in our leaders thank you lord in the name of jesus lord we're praying for our leaders we're praying for for the land we're in because lord you said that if there's peace in the land there'll be peace in us that if there's peace in, in, the, uh, uh, in, in the place we're living, in the place we're dwelling, that, that we'll be the beneficiaries and the recipients of that peace. So we thank you, Lord, for this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're praying for all men, for kings and for all their authority. Lord, we're praying for, for uh, President Biden, Vice President Harris. Lord, we're praying for... Uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, Lord, th those who are in oversight over the, uh, the House of Representatives and over the Senate, Lord, we're praying for the majority leaders, the minority leaders. Lord, we're praying for, for, for the, uh, 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 those who are the governors of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, those who are mayors over our local cities and towns, and I thank you in Jesus' name that... Uh, uh, Lord, that they're filled with wisdom, Lord. That they're filled with the wisdom of God. Thank you, Lord, that not only is there a, a righteous root inside of them, and Lord, not just that there's righteous fruit coming out of them, but Lord, we pray that they would have wise counsel. Wise counsel. First of all, the wise counsel that would come from having the Spirit of God dwelling inside of them. But Lord, also the wise counsel that would come by being surrounded with godly men and women who are going to go ahead and speak truth to them. 
the, the, the wise counsel that comes by, by that multitude of counselors, that safety zone, that multitude of counselors who are going to go ahead and speak truth, who are going to go ahead and lay things on the table as they are. And, and, and Lord, that they're going to be real with and, and truthful with uh, uh, their, their leaders and that they're going to advise them according to real, true, godly wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom, wisdom, wise counsel, wise counsel, wise counsel. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, uh, we pray supernatural wisdom. Lord, wisdom that is beyond even what people can naturally know. Oh, hallelujah. Wisdom that's beyond what, what someone would have the ability to grasp with their mind. Wisdom that is known by the Spirit of God in the spirit of a person. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we see it, Lord. We see it, Lord. Uh, thank you, Father, for, for supernatural downloads of wisdom. Lord, uh, if, if there's something brewing... Uh, brewing in a city, brewing in a state, brewing in our nation that a leader needs to know about. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural downloads of wisdom to be able to deal with something, not in a reactionary way, but in a preemptive way. Glory to God. Ha, Yes. Lord, even as the prophet Elisha Revealed what the king of Syria was saying. Uh, the king of Syria would say something in his bedroom and the prophet would know about it. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural wisdom, even supernatural intelligence that would be for the cause of keeping this nation safe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that plots would be folded. The plots of the enemy against our nation would be folded. And Lord, not just the plots of what can be done physically to our nation, not just plots of what could be done to our nation uh, uh, on the grid or uh, through cyber hacking or any such thing, but the most important thing, thank you, Lord, the plots of the enemy in the realm of the spirit would be exposed. And Lord, that we would be able to see clearly, not in a reactionary way, but as I said, in a preemptive way, Lord, and, and that we would go ahead and be able to stop the enemy before he gets so close to achieving his goal. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Men and women, men and women filled with the Spirit of God, Men and women filled with the wisdom of God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We believe you for this thing, Lord. For this very thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for voices that will speak and will not be silenced. 
We thank you, Lord. Raise up voices like John the Baptist. John who spoke truth to power and called out wrong when it was wrong and laid it right out there as simple and plain as he could make it. Lord, even he spoke to the king who could have had his head on the spot and told him that it was not lawful according to the law of God for him to be hooked up in that marriage he was because he had his brother's wife and his brother was still alive. Lord, I thank you that there's boldness that are rising up in the people of God. And Lord, that there are those who are the John the Baptist of today that will have the boldness to speak truth to power, the boldness to be able to call things like they are and shine the light of the word of God on something where nobody has anything to say, but if they're going to say anything, they have to say, I'm guilty. Thank you, Lord, for those who can speak truth with such authority that as Jesus, when he spoke, And the scripture says that no one dared ask him any more questions. Lord, that there would be those in our day that would speak with such clarity and such conviction and lay it out in such a way where once they got done speaking under the inspiration of God, that there would be nothing left for anybody else to say. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, this is important. Lord, this is our nation. If we don't do this as the church, no one's going to do it. If we don't take our place and do this, no one's going to do it. But Lord, we want to take our place. And we want to do as Jesus said, and occupy until you come. Lord, there are some who recognize that the time of the end is coming. And when they see uh, the... uh, the direction that things are going, it's as though some have given up. And some have just caved in and said, well, they said it'd be that way in the last days, and here we go. But Lord, they, they stopped fighting. They, they stopped taking a stand in, in, in the spirit. And, and, and almost seemed like they're just going to go ahead and throw their hands in the air and say, well, let it be, let it be. But Lord, you did not tell us to do that when you said occupy. Lord, you did not say for us to go ahead and go until such a point as we saw obvious signs of the end and then throw up our hands and say, oh, well, here it is. Lord, we believe that you told us to occupy, which means that at a time when we see things getting worse and worse, and as the scripture said, evil people and seducers waxing worse and worse, that at such a point as that, Lord, that rather than giving up and say, well, the last days are finally here, oh, Lord, that we would go ahead and turn up the heat and turn up our passion, knowing that the time is short, oh, Lord, that we would be more determined than ever to occupy and to take ground for the kingdom of God. Lord, not that we would go ahead and, and, and just throw our hands up and get less busy, but Lord, that we would be more busy than ever about the Father's business. Thank you, Lord. Stir up a fire in us, oh God. May we be baptized with the Holy Spirit with fire. May that fire burn. So Lord, we do things 
about what we can do things about. And we do them in the spirit the way it ought to be done. Not in a fleshly carnal way. But thank you Lord we can do it in a way that is effective in the spirit. Hallelujah. So thank you Lord in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Lord we believe that what we do as the church can affect our nation. Lord we believe it. You told us to do it. Lord, we have seen all this stuff in your word tonight about praying for peace in the nation, praying for righteousness in the nation, praying for wise counsel to be found in the nation and in the leaders of the nation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're going to do it. We're not just going to do it here. We're not just going to do it on Wednesday nights during Wednesday night prayer service time. Father, I thank you, Lord, there's a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit inside of us that when you tap us on the shoulder and say, I've got a prayer assignment for you, Lord, that we're ready to stop, drop, and pray at any time. Lord, that we'd be open to the Spirit of God, open to to be able to pray something out in the Spirit, even if we don't know exactly what it is, but we just got an alert that there's something that needs to be prayed out. Lord, that we can pray in the Spirit And pray until something gets done. Pray until that thing is dealt with and broken. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We are not without equipment. We're not without what we need to do what we've been called to do. We have it. Lord, may we see what we have. May we recognize what we have. May we use what we have. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a few things that uh, we want to pray about tonight. And then I want to give you all a few minutes before we go to uh, just go ahead and uh, pray Uh, according to some of the things that are on your heart, some of the directions that the Lord's laid on your heart to pray tonight. But I want to pray for several things. First of all, uh, we want to pray for our dear sister who is often here on a Wednesday night, our sister Irene, who's going to be having some surgery tomorrow. And uh, uh, we are believing God for uh, 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 a surgery that is done with perfection the anointing of God on those doctors to produce uh, just the results that need to be uh, uh, brought forth. And we believe that for our sister Irene in Jesus' name. I, um, let's see, I do believe I've got, uh, let's see, is it here in my text? I believe it is. Or it might be in Messenger. So I, I had a few that were sent to me earlier tonight. Um, there's a, one of our sisters here in the church, her name's Kim. Uh, she um, is uh, recovering um, from COVID and uh, some of those symptoms have been very stubborn and leaving. And uh, uh, it's not just some of the physical symptoms that she's dealing with, but actually some cognitive sy- symptoms as well. And we believe that that's all leaving and that she is being fully restored In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And uh, the other person we're praying for, uh, 
uh, we're, we're, we're praying for uh, someone named uh, uh, Keisha who uh, is uh, praying for uh, uh, a, uh, a fair trial in, in her uh, court case and uh, uh, had a situation where uh, uh, a case was dismissed and uh, uh, she felt that it was, uh, uh, did not give her the opportunity to get the fair deal. She wanted to get the fair hearing she wanted to get. So we're, we're going to go ahead and believe God that justice is done. God's a God who loves justice. Amen. I mean, he said that so clearly in the scripture, you cannot get around it. So, Father, we pray for uh, our dear sister, uh, Kim. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we believe that he who has begun a good work inside of her is bringing it all the way through to completion. Glory to God. Lord, you don't just start things, you finish things. That's why you're called the author and the finisher of our faith. You're called the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. We speak life to Kim's body and we say anything, whether it's a physical, cognitive, whatever the symptoms are that, that are trying to hang on, we declare her totally symptom-free in Jesus' name and that COVID and any of the experience that she had with COVID is far back in the rearview mirror and that she's moving on in the rest of 2021 with strength and with good health in her spirit and good health in her soul and her body as well, in Jesus' name. Father, we also pray for our sister, Keisha. Uh, Lord, we pray for the, uh, uh, the favor of God, the favor of God. Lord, that that which is right and that which is just would take place regarding that case. And Lord, that uh, uh, it, it would be done according to righteousness and according not to the way that man judges, but Lord, according to the way that the Lord judges. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is the righteous judge. The Lord does not see only part of the deal and leave the other part out. The Lord gets to see things in a panoramic view, Lord. And Lord, where a, a judge may have seen only a portion or, or only an angle, one particular angle, but may have missed the other part of the angle. I thank you, Lord, that there's wisdom in the judge that would see this case or, or uh, would uh, preside over a retrial. And thank you, Lord, that what is right and what is just will prevail and be accomplished in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take a few minutes here. Anything that you've gotten in your own heart to pray about tonight, by all means do so. And uh, we'll come back in about five minutes and, and uh, look to close out our service tonight. Thank you, Lord.